Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And as I like to say, by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Yeah! Welcome to it, guys. We have a uh, very full menu today. We have a very full menu. Uh, But you know what? I just got some ratings news. Um... You know, Tucker Carlson, uh, departure from Fox. Fox thinks they're going to be able to, uh, they think they're going to be able to uh, return to normal. It's kind of like the Republican Party wanting to get rid of Donald Trump. And I use this analogy seriously. Uh, it is kind of like the GOP candidates like Nikki Haley, people like Paul Ryan. They think that they're going to get the GOP back if they just malign, uh, distance themselves from Donald Trump doing whatever. Not going to work. The same way goes with the Fox News. Now, Fox News is not going to recover from this. Now, there are some shows that, that will recover. Last night, I was hanging out on the couch, you know, doing my usual, and I flipped over and watched a little Gutfeld, you know, just for bleeps and giggles. But I'm not, uh, you know, honestly, I'm not going to reward Fox News because I know what they did, and I know why they did it. And they did it to shut down Tucker Carlson, and the owners of the company know it, and they want to reap some of that sweet, sweet, sweet uh, swamp money out of Washington, D.C. from pharmaceutical companies and, and BlackRock and whatnot, and I'll, I'll get to that very shortly. And, and that's fine if they want to do it, if they, they want to do it. But that's what it really was all about. And if they think that Fox is going to, people are going to go back to Fox say, okay, no big deal. Tucker's gone, no problem. If they think that they can just go back to business as usual, leaning towards the rhino end of the political spectrum and think they're going to get the ratings they had, which, by the way, their ratings for the last couple of years have been earth-shattering, right? I mean, kaboom, every week we look, Tucker's ratings destroys this, destroys that. It's a topic of conversation. And now, I mean, just terrible in the same way with uh, what they're trying to do the Republican Party. They're trying to say that we can go back to the same old, same old, that we need to talk about Social Security and we need to talk about this and that and the trade deficit and whatever. No, 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 no. It's going to be about uh, completely changing the government from the top down. That's going to be one of the biggest things that drive people to the polls is to blow up figuratively the swamp, pave it over, and start over again. All right? And if if you think Fox is going to be the same without Tucker and people are going to come back without, it's not going to be the same. It is going to be different. And if people want to choose that different, boom, go for it. Go for the different. It's cool. It doesn't matter. But they're going to do it without Tucker Carlson. So there is, uh, there is that. And then, and like I said, the GOP, Donald Trump came in and he upset the apple cart, for lack of a better cliche. He went to Washington, D.C. and became, and I said this as soon as he was in office in a few months, a few, maybe a year or two in, I said, this is the first president we've sent to Washington, D.C. who did what he said he was going to do. And we were like, what, what, what? You know, remember, remember when he uh, he said, uh, I'm going to I'm going to put all sorts of Supreme Court justices on the Supreme Court so we can overturn Roe v. Wade. 
Now, every conservative since uh, Reagan has said, or even before that, into the you know after it passed in uh, in 1973, the uh, the Roe v. Wade decision came down. Every conservative that went to Washington D.C. said they were going to do something about Roe v. Wade, but they never did anything. And Donald Trump did it, and the left's heads exploded when they did. What else did he do? Well, every conservative and, and even Barack Obama said that we're going to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And they paid lip service every single year. And Donald Trump went to Washington, D.C. And he said, boom, it's done. <clears throat> and what, what happened? He was called an anti-Semite. <laughs> it's, it's remarkable. So the thing is, <clears throat> people have had a taste of what freedom is about. People have had a taste of what government can do to make the country stronger. People have had a taste of a strong southern border, a strong job market, uh, minorities, the uh, lowest unemployment rate ever, women in the workplace participation, the highest ever. Uh, you know, like I said, no fentanyl coming through. We were uh, broadcasting strength to the rest of the world. China wasn't bleeping with us. North Korea wasn't bleeping with us. Nobody was bleeping with us. And uh, we were getting things done. So there you go. So two people, two, two figures changed two institutions, I believe, forever. Although Fox News won't be around as long as the United States, God willing. So there you go. There is that. There is, uh, there is that. And uh, I've got a lot of things I want to say on Tucker Carlson. Oh, I want to mention the big news, though, the big news. Now, this is, uh, uh, obviously, I work for Newsmax. Excuse me. Obviously, I work for Newsmax. So uh, this is uh, not only uh, bragging about ratings, but also the uh, dynamic that's happening with regard to cable news when a trusted source loses your trust. That would be Fox News. What happens? People leave. Now, we saw a gigantic jump in numbers when Fox declared Arizona won for Joe Biden while all the other states were clearly showing that, that Donald Trump won. Uh, and then, of course, they stopped the voting. And I'll, we won't get to that. But Fox lost a lot of viewers. I know that because I saw my numbers go through the ceiling. And then uh, after that happened, everybody made it go away. You can't talk about election uh, interference. You can't say anything. Everything was cool. There's no, uh, no malfeasance as far as the election is concerned. Never went to court. But you know what? That's fine. Cool. And so people said, all right, we'll, we'll go back. We'll watch Tucker. We'll kind of watch uh, the five. And he'll watch, uh, you know, the, whatever. You know. We'll kind of you know, cling by our fingernails onto uh, Fox News while Tucker's there. And then uh, what, is, what does the big cheese, what does he do? Well, he clipped your fingernails and you fell from Fox. And uh, these are the latest ratings for Newsmax, the organization that I work for. Total audience. <clears throat> These are unheard of. 220% increase. Total audience. Fox News would kill for that. Uh, unfortunately, they lost that. Uh, they had lost at least half of their viewership. Uh, total women. Women! 270%. That's clearly because of me and my enormous, I don't know, attractiveness, I guess, ladies. You know, you know what I'm saying? I know, I'm not going to try and spell it out for you, but you know. You you. You know, I know, I know. <clears throat> of course, yeah, no, not at all. Adults over 35 years old, 261% uh, increase. So adults uh, who want to take uh, news seriously and uh, don't want to be misled and lied to, 261%. Uh, and then men, <clears throat> men overall up, 220%. So those are, those are pretty big, uh, those are pretty, pretty big numbers. 
And I think that what happened after 2020, people went and they nibbled on Newsmax, and we grew. We grew quite substantially. And then they kind of went back to Newsmax. And then they tried to get rid of uh, the powers that be in Congress, tried to get rid of OAN and Newsmax, and that did a face plant. Newsmax came back. And when Newsmax came back, this happened, and then you get those numbers. And you get those numbers. This morning I was on uh, Chris uh, uh, Salcedo's show. Sorry, I was looking at my screen here. Uh, Chris Salcedo's show on the radio. And I said, uh, Chris, you know, the thing that people like about you and the, the, people, the thing that people like about uh, people like Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly's show last night was awesome. His interview with Donald Trump this week was amazing, is that they know you're not going to change your stripes. And the same went for Tucker. You knew it as well, right? That's why you watched him, because you knew what you were going to get. He was exposing things that nobody else was doing. And, and ultimately, they migrated to Tucker Carlson. And, and I used to think it was just about his writing. It was just about his presentation. But he was bringing things to the fore that are incredibly, incredibly important to all of us that everybody is uh, leaving behind. Um, I, I like to think that I do the same thing, although I'm not an investigative reporter. But I'm not giving up stories just because the mainstream media said, oh, that's behind us like the 2016 Russia collusion hoax that Hillary Clinton paid for. Uh, even with an FEC violation, she paid a fine for it. And I'm not going to give up the 2020 election and all the malfeasance, and I'm not going to give up January the 6th, where Tucker Carlson, on Monday, March 6th, showed us videotape that showed that a police officer had not been murdered by the Capitol protesters, and also that the guy who was supposed to be the ringleader for it all, Jacob Chansley, uh, was invited in. Yeah, walked around, took selfies. There was no damage in there and all that. And then Rupert Murdoch couldn't handle it. And uh, Chuck Schumer screamed and shouted, take the story down. And they did so dutifully. And you and I sat there on Tuesday and went, what the hell's going on? They just made it go away. And you're thinking, oh, well, it's Tucker Carlson. No, it wasn't Tucker Carlson. It wasn't Tucker Carlson. I believe, and I, and I believe it'll be proven, that that was kind of the final straw. But there are other uh, dynamics to this as well. There are other dynamics to this as well. And things are going to get even more um, uh, desperate as we go along because uh, the Democrats are beginning to see what a bleep show Joe Biden is becoming. This week, Joe Biden announced that he was running for president again. I believe it was Tuesday he ran the commercial that he uh, voiced ahead of time and they produced. Might be AI for all I knew. Who the hell knows at this point? At least there's intelligence, even if it's artificial. <clears throat> and on that day, nobody said anything. No big names have endorsed him other than Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar. <laughs> But no major uh, politicians, nobody in Washington, D.C., none of the major players, uh, nobody, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, nobody has said, I support Donald Trump. Oprah was, or not Donald Trump, but uh, Joe Biden. Oprah was asked, oh, you guys. No, Oprah, we want to know if you think he's doing a great job and you want to reelect him because he's announcing he's running and he's your president. Surely you want some more of this, Right? Right? So right now they're realizing they are up bleep creek with Joe Biden for a number of reasons. Here is uh, well, him struggling to read his teleprompter during their 2024 kickoff event. When we look back years from now, we'll know whether we met this moment. You know, so you got to let me tell you something because that's so important. Because all of you, we will meet this moment because of you. Yeah, uh, that's your uh, that's your candidate there. So you can do a couple of things. You can uh, try to get rid of them. 
Uh, you can uh, maybe let uh, you know the Congress go after his banking records, get him to politely step down. Maybe you can jump in with the 25th Amendment. Maybe there's a, not, there's a lot of things you can do. But the Democrat Party is kind of scrod right now. So they're going to get even more uh, wild-eyed and, and even more accusatory, and they're going to try to shut down everybody even more. But they realize the writing uh, is on the wall for Joe Biden and his candidacy. There's nobody excited about his candidacy. There's nobody wants him to finish the job because people don't want the job that he's doing to continue. That's what it really is all about. Now, I've got some more audio from Joe Biden yesterday, including uh, being led around by a little girl. I've got some uh, even worse news for Democrats. That is, uh, Kamala Harris tried to speak this week. So there's your life preserver going down with the, the SS Titanic. And then I've got some great audio with regard to Tucker Carlson's departure, including Newsmax own Carl Higby who kind of ties it all together and does a brilliant job. Here's a number if you want to chime in with your theories, you want to tell a joke, I don't even care. It's Friday. Let's have some fun while we discuss the issues. 800-922-6680. That's 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show. So, to give you an idea where we are as a country, and this is just a microcosm, if you will, the Biden-Harris 2024 campaign, uh, they, uh, they apparently went live, I guess, on uh, YouTube. They did a live screen on YouTube yesterday in a country of 330 million people. The Joe Biden and Kamala Harris kickoff and campaign call with grassroots supporters yesterday on YouTube. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? How many viewers do you suppose? Have you got the uh, the guy who had more votes than anybody in American presidential history, 81 million votes in 2021, the best midterms since JFK. What do you suppose? 20 million? 20 million people tuned in to YouTube to watch Joe Biden yesterday? But it's a little bit less. It just, <clears throat> it's a little, it's a little, um, little less. Go ahead. Good, okay, I see one and a half million. No, 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 it's less than that over there in the corner. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, one million. No, we're down. 500,000 over there. No, do I hear a little bit low? 200 and, no, 100,000. No, not 100. It's much lower than that. 50,000 people tuned in to see the President of the United States, the most popular president ever elected, and the most successful midterm Democrat since JFK. Got to have at least 25,000 people. Oh, no, no, it's much lower than that. You want to know what it was? 1,800. That's less by far than I get when I go live. I know, I know, I know. Isn't that crazy? So nobody cares. The only people propping up Joe Biden are Joe Biden, Joe Biden's family, and some select swamp members. And who's ever pulling his strings. Now, what did Tucker Carlson do? With his, uh, he did a little two-minute video that I shared yesterday, and he put it up on Twitter. Twitter. And uh, Fox, they dropped their viewership from 3.3 to 1.8 million viewers. And yesterday, Tucker Carlson went on and did a, uh, a two-minute video. And uh, right now, as we last tracked, a little bit more than 1,800 views. Yeah, about 70 million more views than the 800. So there, and, then, and then there's this. This is more of a reason to be optimistic. At least about messaging, even if you're not a Donald Trump fan. You know, what? I'm just telling you the truth here. But Donald Trump has surged to 62% support in April among Republican primary voters. Ron DeSantis has 
16%. And, and nothing against Ron DeSantis. Now, I like Ron DeSantis. I don't agree with everything. I don't know if I fully trust him, but he's doing what seems to be a good job in Florida. But clearly, <clears throat> Ron DeSantis is being overshadowed not by a candidate, but by a movement. That's what it is. It's a movement. It is a movement against all things woke, all of this deep state nonsense, all of this censorship, all of this massive spending and inflation, this open border, fentanyl deaths, COVID nonsense, not holding China responsible, war in Ukraine that we're fighting with Russia. I mean, I can go on and on. That's what Donald Trump is. And that's why he's leading 62 to 16. It's a movement. And even better news, yesterday, Joe Biden got all sorts of confused. Yesterday, he was talking to children, little bitty children. Now, we also found out yesterday that Joe Biden was reading from note cards, so he not only goes to selected reporters, literally, the question is written out for him on the card. And, 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 and Corinne Jean-Pierre said, no, 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 it's, it's cool, he can't, it's cool, no, he doesn't read. It was the same thing. I'll get to that in a second. But here is the president yesterday talking with little bitty children. Anybody else have any questions? Yes, baby. What do you have? Oh. This is about his grandchildren, except for that bastard grandchild down in Arkansas. And the only reason I say that is because I was one, too. My name's Amelia, and um, where are you? Where She's are, a sweetie, by the way. Are you um, grandsons or granddaughters? We're okay. Her name is Amelia. She wants to know where my granddaughters are. One grand. And do you mind if I sniff your hair? Daughter lives in in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia. One granddaughter lives in New York. We used to go visit my aunt Blanche, and uh, she'd have this terrible candy on the uh, on the uh, end table, and it was that curly Q candy. It was really hard, and most of the time it had dust on it. And we had to listen to her talk like this. One granddaughter lives in Washington. One granddaughter lives in Wilmington, <laughs> Delaware. I go outside. And the other grandsons, uh, my, my grandson lives in California. You said they right there on that couch wrapped with plastic. I left somebody out, didn't I? Anyway. And then, and then the president, the little girl, told him that it was time for him to go into the, into the Oval Office because uh, they were trying to get him to stop talking. So the, I guess uh, somebody in charge said, hey, tell the little girl that Uncle Joe has to go back inside. Mr. President, I heard you have to get back to the Oval Office. What was that? Oh. I don't believe that's true. I'm waiting for the Easter Bunny to tell me where to go. Oh. Hi, how are you? Hi. What'd you say? I didn't hear you. I said you have to get back to the... I heard you had to get back to the Oval Office. Philadelphia will be... By the way, the one thing I thought when I got... There you go. So, uh, yeah, the little girl... And then then this happened, apparently. Apparently, Joe Biden went over to a little wishing well, and this little girl was picking flowers off of it and ran into the last flower, and this is what happened. Now throw a kiss and say bye-bye. There's Joe. Oh dear, nothing left. What shall we throw in now? And then, and then it was all over. And then they just kind of rushed everybody out and said, "Okay, okay, Uncle Joe. I mean, the Mister President is ready to go inside and make the business of the country happen." Because you know, just like a fireman, old Uncle Joe has got a job, and his job just happens to be the President of the United States. So that's what happened yesterday. Coming up, I've got the audio of Corinne Jean-Pierre saying that Joe Biden reading the questions and and the reporters being ahead. 
uh, uh, chosen ahead of time is completely normal, even though it's never happened before. So I've got that. And then, of course, your phone calls on this Friday, 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson for Gold Alliance. If you're concerned about how Washington's latest shenanigans may impact your financial future, this is an important message to hear because right now we have a stock market correction. We got high inflation, Fed rate hikes happening all the time. Some experts say a recession may sweep the nation and folks who fail to prepare may face challenging times ahead while gold owners may have a historic opportunity to grow richer. Now, if you'd like to learn a simple way you can diversify with gold before an economic downturn comes, if you'd like to put yourself on the road to financial peace of mind, the new 2023 Gold Guide from our friends at Gold Alliance can show you how. Here's what you got to do. Just go to www.freegoldguide.com slash Carson. Freegoldguide.com slash Carson. Or you can write down this number, 800-247-9236. 800-247-9236. Or again, go to freegoldguide.com slash Carson. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is. The number is 800-922-6680. So yesterday, Corinne Jean-Pierre, and and this is, you know, honestly... Uh, there's just a point where the gaslighting becomes so overwhelming and so stupid. You just, you know, she's not believed anymore. I mean, she's it, yesterday for her after it was shown that Joe Biden literally has a card in front of him that has a picture of the reporter's name, the, the, the number one for the first reporter you go to, and then a script partially covered by his hand. That is exactly what she read. First of all, you've got a reporter who says, okay, if I can ask a question, I'll only ask the question that the government wants. And that is a, uh, I mean, wow, welcome to the Soviet Union. That that anyone would do this is not a journalist. I, I mean, if, if you're there to ask the, uh, the the spokesperson or the president a question, uh, that's what you do. They do not get uh, 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 in any way fluffed and given a heads up. But that's where it's going because Joe Biden's Joe Biden's brain is broken. It's very obvious. It's 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 without a doubt now, and that we live in a country where the entire world can make fun of our president because he's mentally unfit. The entire world, comedy, commentary, everybody in the world knows Joe Biden's brain is disintegrating. It's not even debatable anymore. There's certainly more evidence than of global warming or climate change. And yet this woman, this uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, goes out like Baghdad Bob and says, oh, no, no, this is common. Every president has gotten the reporter to pick and the question to ask and then the response to give. So just to step back, and I'm actually glad you asked that question. Uh, clearly, I would let uh, uh, the, the reporter for uh, Los Angeles Times speak for herself. Uh, it is ent- haven't heard that yet. entirely normal for a president to be briefed on reporters who will be asking questions at a press conference and issues that we expect they might ask. You know, it's really amazing is if she said this is uh, this is all completely normal and yet she had a prepared written statement 
So there's that. About. Uh, it is not surprising that yesterday uh, we would anticipate questions that he did receive, right, on the visit uh, with uh, with the South Korean president, as the South Korean president was sitting, standing to his to his right, or about 2024. That was. Uh, she sounds a little disheveled, doesn't she? Completely expected, or about the debt ceiling, uh, which he took questions at the end. And he said, "Yes, the debt ceiling needs a little coat of paint. Uh, otherwise, it looks like it's perfect. There's a water spot." On it. Got questions at the end, and of course we would note those issues to him. Uh, at, uh, those those issues uh, to him will likely come up. Okay, we don't believe you anymore. We don't believe you anymore. You could stand up there and just go derp 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 derp, and we get more out of the press conference. To be quite honest, yeah. Let's go to Christopher in Catonsville, Maryland. Hello, Christopher. How are you today? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up, man? Well, it struck me that America is, uh, is, is sick. It has a problem. Kind of like, uh, you know how the alcoholics say you got to admit that, you're, that there's a problem and all that? <laughs> yes. Well, we suffer from voter dysphoria everywhere except for Alabama. Uh, they, we got every, uh, this pretending to vote thing, and the have voting. I, myself, and my 93-year-old mom and my dad will drag ourselves, and we will vote. Everybody else pretends. You can call it what you want. But that's the deal. And unless we uh, cure ourselves of this, then, you know, we'll just be going along like the alcoholics. You know, Christopher, it's, it's interesting because uh, in, in Arizona, you bring up voter dysphoria. Uh, I think that's a brilliant term, by the way. But I think there's more voter dysphoria in Arizona because uh, half the population, more than like 60% of the population. Like the, um, you know, uh, what the, the Alamo for voting. Yes, uh, yes, yes, uh, in Texas. But anyway, uh, uh, voter dysphoria is when you believe your vote ma- uh, matters. And in Arizona in the last election, it didn't. Right, because sixty sixty five percent of the uh, the vote counters were were not working on and election the day. The voters, they're not you know, like they're the problem, and the pretend voters ain't supposed to be there at all. I know, I know, Christopher. Yeah. I, I think we're done. I think we're be done being played. How about you, bro? I'm, I'm I'm hoping so. I mean, it's coming on in increments, and each one, I'm like, yay! But you know, it is, you Christopher. Know. I mean, I, I realize okay, we yeah. have issues. Uh, we realize we have issues with elections, and we have a, certainly have giant, giant uh, issues with billionaires buying elections and exactly. investing their but own money and buying to. elections. And it would be harder if everybody just voted. That, that well, I, vote is a bad thing, like it or not. It shouldn't be there, and nobody has to do it, you know, yeah. except for, I guess, those places where they make you do it, where that's all there is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christopher, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, uh, in places like Arizona, I don't trust the vote anymore. I just don't. I, I mean, it should be very obvious that, that Katie, uh, did, uh, Katie Hobbs did not win that election. I mean, it should be very obvious. He, she was uh, Secretary of State. She was in charge of the election. She was supposed to fix all the problems. She had two people. There were two people on the Maricopa board who were rhinos who literally started a pact to stop uh, 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 people like Carrie Lake, uh, election deniers, as it were. So it was uh, clearly there were people there to go after Carrie Lake and defeat her, even in Maricopa County. And then, like I said, 65% of the machines didn't work on Election Day. It didn't happen anywhere else in the country. It didn't happen 65% in Orange County, California, 65% in Pottawatomie County, Iowa, where I'm from. It didn't. It just happened in Arizona. And, you know, you can't ask any questions. And Carrie Lake's insane, right? Carrie Lake is insane. She, you know, she clearly is nuts. She's off the rails. 
No, 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 no. She's <laughs> she's actually pretty amazing. She's actually pretty amazing, and uh, and she actually tells the truth. Unlike uh, Corinne Jean Pierre. Yesterday, uh, uh, Donald Trump did a terrific speech in New Hampshire. I'll play a little bit of it because I just thought it was fun. He's really on his game, uh, and I wanted to juxtapose it with uh, Joe Biden not being able to read a teleprompter yesterday and having to have a six-year-old girl tell her, "Hey, Ixnay on the Ockingte, you've got to go be the prezi." Uh, but here is uh, Donald Trump being funny, making fun of Joe Biden's announcement and uh, creating a new nickname for Hillary Clinton. On Tuesday, Joe Biden officially announced that he will seek four more disastrous years. <laughs> As you know, I've done very well against crooked Hillary Clinton. But today I'm going to do this. And uh -oh. I think this could be maybe the most important part of what I'm going to say, because uh, this is going to be a major announcement. Are you ready? I love this. Go. Yes. Yes. Go. Give us. I will be retiring the name Crooked from Hillary Clinton no, no, and her moniker. No, no, no. And I'm going to give her a new name. What? I don't know, like maybe Lovely Hillary or Beautiful Hillary. No, no. no. But mm. I'm going to no retire amount of alcohol. What? the name Crooked so that we can use the name for Joe Biden because she'll be okay. known from now on as Crooked <laughs> Joe Biden. Oh, and this just caused the left's head to explode. And when, when Joe Biden couldn't even talk and a little girl had to tell him what to say and where to go and all that. And then Donald Trump comes on yesterday, knocks it out to ballpark again. Here's a little bit more from, uh, well, this is the most important thing. I think this is going to be a major thing. And it means a lot to uh, Americans in general, not just, uh, not just Republicans. I, I really do believe this. Even people like Bill Maher. I mean, I'm not, even people like Bill Maher and Russell Brand, they will be down with this. When I get back into the Oval Office, we will totally obliterate the deep state. We will... We will establish a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to declassify and publish all documents on deep state spying, censorship, and corruption. This is the uh, Nuremberg II that I'm talking about. By the way, they spied on my campaign. Oh, yeah. They got caught. Can you imagine if we, let's take Barack Hussein Obama, let's say we spied on his campaign, you got caught. What do you think would happen? Yeah, you think you'd be in just jail. Be some stories in only a few newspapers, because most of them don't even want to write it. It would have been, they would have brought back the electric chair. That's yeah, they would have, absolutely. And uh, they involved themselves, the deep state involved themselves in 2016, collaborating with Hillary Clinton. 2020, they... <laughs> Tony Blinken, the now Secretary of State, literally went to Mike Morell and said, hey, man, this Hunter Biden uh, laptop is a real problem. Can you get 51 Democrats to sign a, a letter that says it's all Russian disinformation, even though we know the FBI knows it's real? And he said, okay. Tony Blinken, you know, and Mike Morrell did it, and he brought it back, and Joe Biden used it during a debate. Yeah, some people are going to have to pay for that because it was election interference. And then in the midterms, in the midterms, you had uh, the classified documents. You had a raid of Mar-a-Lago. They raided Mar-a-Lago. But they didn't do that to Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden had uh, classified documents from 20, 30, 40 years ago in his garage in the Penn Biden Center. He's got thousands at the University of Delaware. I can go on and on. I just think people are kind of done with the, uh, the double standard and, uh, and, the, uh, and the nonsense. And, and to add insult to injury, not energy, uh, Kamala Harris, the backup, the bench, the, the Democrats' deep bench. Watch it with the words. It's B-E-N-C. 
CH. This is Kamala Harris delivering a, uh, a word salad for the ages this week. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. And to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. Okay. Last night I was on Chris Salcedo's show and I said she's moved from uh, word salad to word traffic circle you can't escape. She goes around in endless circles and you're looking for an out. You're just looking for a lane. I want to get off on this street. I want to get, but you can't. You can't. You're stuck and you've got to listen to this nonsense. So I think it's very important, oh, it's just, as you have heard from I'm exit so here. many I, incredible leaders. I got my blinker on. I'm for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one. I'm going for it. To see the moment in time oh, in which we oh. exist and are present. Ah. And to be able to contextualize it, oh boy. to understand where we exist in the history. And, in and speaking of history, uh, she is a historical figure. She's the first uh, female vice president, the first uh, Indian American vice president. Oh, you never hear that because it's not an afflicted group. Uh, first black uh, vice president, black female vice president. Man, if she was a lesbian, it would be out of, out of control. I mean, it would be over. But anyway, so she's all of those things. And even better, and maybe this is why Democrats are destroying the schools around the country and not educating children, because she is also the first incredibly low IQ vice president we've ever had, which gives hope to not only the unintelligent, but the uneducated. So that's historical. You don't even need to be smart to be the it vice president. It's for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to do, do what we have been doing, there and that go. time is every day. Yeah. You never know what you might get from a vice president. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. If anything she says makes sense, it's a total accident. Word salad cannon. Oh. The significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. She butchers the English language every time she speaks. To decipher what Kamala just said, it could take several weeks. Word salad Harris, he does that. It rhymes with embarrassment. Native American uh, translators from World War II. Yeah, there you go. But it's hopeful. For stupid people, stupid people, you still have the opportunity to possibly become the vice president of the United States. So in that way, she's uh, she's quite historic. Write this down as you uh, celebrate, Democrats, all the reasons that you're going to lose in 2024. All right, so we're going to move on to uh, Tucker Carlson, why he was fired. Get your thoughts on it as well, 800-922-6680. It's the Rob Carson Show. The swamp feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us 
from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. So, I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future. You know where she exists in the uh, single ditches as far as IQ. is the perfect comeback. I've been waiting to play this for a while. The perfect comeback for something like the vice president just said. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's actually, that used to be funny, but it, that's really spot on. That <laughs> really is. Literally, I think it was a Daily Caller did a comp- uh, they they compared Veep, the uh, the character that Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays with Kamala Harris, and it was perfect. She's not even a, a parody anymore. She she is the parody. Oh my god. Oh my god, it just hit me. Uh, let's go to <laughs> Let's go to John in Catonsville. A lot of Catonsville callers today. Hello there, John. Welcome to the show. What's up? How are you? I did some research and I found what? out who Kamala Harris is true father is and found out that he is a long distant relative of Joe, Professor Erwin Corey. Erwin Corey. And, and who's that? I apologize. Uh, he was on Johnny Carson and Ed Sullivan all the time. He came out in his professor's outfit with his hat everywhere he would talk for five minutes and you had no idea okay i i know who you're talking about i forgot the name uh you know i should know this because i use the name carson on the radio thank you thank you very much john from catonsville i uh i appreciate your phone call ed let's get us out of this break shall we um thanks okay yeah sure there mr magoo uh female version also you could throw that in there uh what else could you throw in there as far as uh what the daughter from married with children no no she's too smart was it Kelly? I don't remember. Uh, so funny. Thanks for the call, John. It's, uh, wow. It's just, uh, it's frightening. It's frightening because these are, and I, and I said this uh, a long time ago, I said, uh, if you think the best and brightest uh, work in the federal government at the highest echelons of power, I mean, there are, don't get me wrong, but if you think they all are, uh, you know, you'd be sadly mistaken. Not a big surprise, not a big surprise. Uh, I want to pivot, and, and I'm going to give you a little uh, nibble, a nibble of uh, what's coming up next with regard to um, uh, Tucker Carlson's departure. Last night on Newsmax, whose ratings have gone up 200%, uh, Judge uh, Anthony Napolitano, who used to work for Fox, talked about why. What has happened to Fox, unfortunately, was the demise and ultimately the death of Roger Ailes. I don't think any of this would be happening if Roger were still there. You and I I both know what it's like to work for him. He wouldn't silence you, but he'd look you right in the eye and say, let me tell you the problem. Now, this is where I think it gets very fascinating. With what you said. Let me tell you how the other side is rejoicing at what you said. Let me tell you what you probably didn't think of. Yes. So he didn't slap your wrist. He educated you 
so that you'd be aware of the effect of your words. It's he did important. that to me many times. Guidance was important. Yeah, and, and many people got that. You got called into Roger's office, and you know, most of the time you were thrilled he had a minute to talk to the guy. But it's not Eric Bowling show. Times it was for those types of things, and it was never don't say that anymore. But you're right, Judge. You'd say you want to think about this angle too as well. I just think of why this has happened, and I'm going to go back to. About now, I'll tell you as a uh, as somebody who um, is a talent. Uh, although you know, many of you say, really, talent kind of strategy. But no, uh, it is nice to get guidance. It is nice to know some of the rules uh, because obviously you don't have complete freedom of speech when you work for another entity. If you work at Walmart, you have to wear a vest. That is not, uh, you know, that is if you don't want to wear the vest, you have to wear the vest. So that's uh, the uh, First Amendment um, uh, example that goes out the door when you're employed. The same goes when you're, you know, when you're employed by a broadcast company. Company, but you can't just change the rules when you get too successful. And that's what apparently happened with Tucker Carlson. All right, more on this coming up in the uh, next hour. Uh, this is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. You're on the go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. 